0: The advice given on sex and other human activities is for entertainment purposes only. If you've got a question for us, send us an email at cavecomedyradio at gmail.com. Uh,
1: think of all the waves that are in the air <laughs> that we don't think about.
0: Oh, there's waves constantly bombarding us at Going all times. through our
1: bodies. <laughs> all different <laughs> kinds of waves. How do you feel now, technology?
0: Think about it. Uh, I don't want think about it. Welcome to Sex and Other Human Activities, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Marcus Sparks. I'm
1: Jackie Zabrowski. And there are constant waves going through your body of communication.
0: Not just communication, but also from space, too. Cosmic waves. Yeah, love it. Been watching the cosmos lately.
1: Man, so good. Oh,
0: the Neil deGrasse Tyson. So good. Oh, yeah. Every time I see him flying his imagination ship, all I can think is, beep, beep, Neil deGrasse Tyson coming through. He's coming through. We got a next stop. (laughs) Everyone
1: watch. Watch out. Watch
0: out. Beep beep. Mercury's up next.
1: It was a lot more hokey than I thought it was going to be. I mean, in in a great way. In an awesome way. But it definitely, I was just like, what's going on? Is am I watching the right one? Is this the <laughs> one that just aired?
0: Is there not an asshole here talking down to me? Well, no? that's the thing.
1: Is the Carl Sagan one is so serious? Yeah, and and it's just intense. I I love it. I love everything about it. And if you haven't watched it, I think it's still on Netflix. You I should think definitely so. Definitely give it a go. Um, but that is definitely for. For it's not for Christmas time, (laughs) because if you're in any way, shape, or form a little rattled or upset about something or a little bit depressed, it is not a thing to watch.
0: Why not? Because
1: it makes you feel so small.
0: Yeah, well, the the Neil deGrasse Tyson one does have. It makes you feel like just the tiniest bit important. It does. Just a little bit. It has hope to it. Yes, The the Carl Sagan was not known for hope
1: there was nothing hopeful about that <laughs> the original cosmos is only just like why am i even here why i don't i don't matter at all and even though that's such a stereotype when it comes to talking about space at all but it really makes you feel that way
0: yeah, no, no, no the, uh, the Neil deGrasse Tyson one, it makes you It makes you feel like, hey, there's a little universe Inside of me,
1: mm-hmm. and I
0: like that And They're...
1: I'm important too
0: <laughs> I'm so important I can save The earth, yes, and everyone it loves does,
1: it You know, get on an imagination ship So, there's only so far you can trust A man <laughs> that gets on an Imagination ship
0: well, You mentioned Christmas earlier, and we're releasing this Episode right before Christmas, and also By the way, welcome back everybody We've taken a bit of a break, uh, but but we are, we're back on track. Back in action. Except for next week, which I'll be gone be for Christmas. Christmas but we'll <laughs> be back the week after that, except for maybe not because it's going to be New Year's Eve. But, <laughs> you know, but 2015. Oh, man. We're coming at you. Yeah, we're coming at you in a big bong, bing bong way.
1: Hell yeah, man. Yeah. Monkey style.
0: <laughs> yeah. So it's Christmas coming up, and I know a lot of you out there are going home for Christmas. Uh, and you're going to be faced with church.
1: No! (laughs) I actually watched a weird... I didn't watch the actual presentation of it. I just saw a clip of I've got some very, very still devout... Uh, people in uh, on my Facebook feed from high school mm-hmm. because I grew up in a very uh, Christian-based town, and what, like the it was like I watched Caitlin give a wonderful, inspiring presentation at church, and the the slide was just like, all I want for Christmas, dear Santa, all I want for Christmas is to not go to church, <laughs> and on the bottom it says, why is this wrong? It's like, oh God, let him not go to church, writing a fucking Santa about it. <laughs>
0: Let <laughs> him not go to church. If he hates church that much, and I can understand why some people can hate church, because I fucking hated church, but not because it was boring, although that did have something to do with it. The reason why I hated going to church is because it w- filled me with fear, guilt... And anger. But all of those things towards myself. Right. Uh, Fear of hell, uh, guilt of the things I've done, and anger towards myself for doing the things that I did, even though those things weren't really, in the long run, all that fucking bad. Or just things that weren't even my fault. Just things that just tended to happen, uh, you know, that happens when you're a kid, just you get stuck in a bad situation. But it's still, like, there's no reason why a seven-year-old should... Be fearful of going to hell. There's no reason why a seven-year-old should have that in their fucking brain, uh, and it still to this day it fucks with me. Like it really does fuck with me. I was in therapy on Tuesday on Monday, and I was, uh, you know, talking about you know guilt. You know, sometimes around the Christmas holidays, the whole Christian thing starts welling up in me again, and I started thinking about guilt, and I started thinking about you know my Christian, not even upbringing, just environment, because my parents. Did not instill hell into me they didn't instill punishment or anything like that for from some god Uh, they took us to church and it was the church and the town that i grew up in and the adults that really instilled that fear of hell that fear of punishment uh and you know i haven't been religious for a very long time well over a decade now uh and i started thinking like why do i feel guilty all the time why do i constantly beat myself up Why do I hate myself? Uh, And I started thinking about it. It's like because I don't have anyone to punish me anymore. Like I don't have that threat of punishment. Like I don't have God to punish me anymore. So I've got to punish myself. And I'm afraid that if I don't punish myself, then somebody else will. But I realized this week they won't like there 's nothing there 's nothing out there to punish me i 'm only punishing myself for no good reason at all, and I kind of found this you know another little room in my brain you know we were talking earlier about uh, you know I found like kind of the the room that connects me to the world I found the opposite one. Uh, and I found a machine in that room, and it's a bad karma machine. What it is is that I, I believe that there's. I found these like it was run by these two little fucking imps. These little horns and wings and tails and all kinds of shit. Just your general imp. No, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> your your general imp, and they're laughing, they're laughing their asses off, and they're having the best time in the world, like uh, a Nazi who would work at a concentration camp for free like who would volunteer for it, who knows that his job is cruel and knows that it's pointless, but he fucking loves every single fucking second of it because all he wants is to inflict pain on another person. That's these little fucking imps are. And what they're doing is they're just creating bad karma in my own head where I'm believing that if I create my own bad karma, if I create my own punishment, then I can continue to live the good life that I lead because I, I lead a pretty fucking good life. You know, and for all intents and purposes, like I lead a fucking great, lucky fucking life. Uh, great friends, wonderful girlfriend, absolutely fucking just the best family that anybody could ask for. And so I think what it is, is that I believe that if I don't punish myself constantly for even the smallest, smallest thing, then all of that will be taken away from me. Uh, and I realized that's not true. And I also realized, you know, it. it but it, it's very conflicting because in order to, to think about, to believe that, like you have to believe that the universe is a cold, uncaring thing that is just chaos. That There's complete and total chaos, but I've been, uh, I've been kind of a subscriber to chaos for a while now. And I think that's okay. Like, I think I've accepted that, yes, the universe is chaos, and that's fine. That's better. It's better to acknowledge and to accept that the universe is chaos than it is to punish yourself For things that you've done or even imaginary things that you've done It's better to believe in chaos than it is to believe in a God that's going to punish you for whatever transgressions you might do whether they're real or imagined It's better to believe in chaos because with chaos you can just live your life and accept that the things that happen in your life, it has nothing to do with what happened last week. It has nothing to do with, you know, and it also plays in like an OCD thing, you know, it has nothing to do with the fact that you didn't wash your hair three times last week instead of four, you know, it's just chaos. And I know a lot of people, chaos scares the fuck out of them. Um, But for me, chaos is comforting and it's freeing and That's why this was a great fucking week.
1: That is wonderful. (laughs) See, I feel like, though, after watching all this Neil deGrasse Tyson that you're watching, I feel like he doesn't push uh, an ethereal being on anything in the show. However, he does justify the fact that things do happen for a reason. Yes. Which I feel there is some sort of like correlation between the chaos theory and also that... Maybe it is something that is keeping things together, that it is, that, but it's not an ethereal being that yes. is controlling it. Someone that you have to answer to, someone that will punish you in the end or every day for the rest of your fucking life. That it is math, it is science, <laughs> you know, that yeah. it is, but that that does create. Comf- that creates comfort, even though it's not chaos. You yes. know what I mean? That it, like it does give a linear progression to what is happening, and I feel that that's part of the comfort in believing in chaos is knowing that also it's like, yeah, but it's also science.
0: Yeah, yeah. You
1: know, and sometimes science like does follow like the chaos theory, where something's just like, well, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what happened. It just happened. Yeah. But in in the science world, there was a reason for it, yeah, and that's pretty interesting. It's all based in math. It's all based on you know hypotheses. Oh yeah, man, and th- and that is what that is also something to believe. And I think that also in watching the Cosmos, it does make you really think about. What's going on out
0: there? I know. I watch it right before I go to bed, so it's all wiggling around in my subconscious all day.
1: Oh, night. yeah. It wiggles, man. It goes right to my fucking core every time I watch <laughs> one of those things. And then I just think, and I think, and I think, and I think. Sometimes I think into a bit of a spiral. That's why I can't really watch it all the time. Yeah. Uh, but it, but it is something that I think that it does open up your mind uh, to think about different things. And especially, like you said, at Christmas time. I mean, there is that... Guilt. However, I feel that the guilt isn't in all religion. No, uh, it's definitely heavily based in Christianity. Like I've said before, I was raised in a Catholic household. However, the main reason why we went to Unity Church as well was because my mother didn't like the fear that Catholicism brought. Right, and being like you know felt making you feel small all the time that you weren't important enough to choose your own. Uh, decisions every day that someone is deciding it for you, and she didn't like that. Yeah, and I think that that is an interesting that you can still. She still went to church. She still believed it. She still did all of it. Did the whole rigmarole. However, in the back of her mind, she would say to herself, "I know that's not true. I know that he is not greater than me. I know that we are all one." Yeah, and I I like that concept too so that if you are forced to go to church if you do have to do that or if you are still under your parents house and they want you to go to church every Sunday just because you don't believe in it doesn't mean you also have to sit in church and be like fuck everybody <laughs> fuck you for believing in it because everyone is different. You all are
0: living a lie. Yeah.
1: you know it's like if you are forced and you are still <laughs> under that control of your parents or whoever it is that is making you go to church you know I think that a really good way to get through it is to sit and really think about what they're saying and say what do I not agree with in yeah. this what is it that they're saying that I don't actually agree with and then I think it, it opens up a big big conversation within yourself of of what do you really think and how do you really want to feel and it's hard to do that especially when you're younger when people are telling you how to think and then that guilt does sit in your chest when if you understand that it is your freedom to choose what you want to believe even if you're forced to go to church it's okay to come up with your own ideas and it'll just it just helps.
0: Yeah, use it to practice your critical thinking skills. Yeah, because you're gonna because these days, man, you got to practice them on your own. Cause mm-hmm. They sure as fuck don't teach them. Mm-mm. No, I mean, I mean, they weren't even really teaching them all that much when we were in high school, which wasn't you know that too. T- I mean, it's uh been thirteen years since I was in high school, uh, but. Even then, they weren't really teaching all that much. But these days, no one—I know a lot of teachers—and these days, they actively avoid teaching kids critical thinking skills. So those are things that you have to develop on your own. And really, uh, picking apart Christianity or religion is a great way to practice your critical thinking skills. Definitely,
1: know. and it's interesting. You know, yeah, it's like super fucking interesting. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's just like hundreds what thousands of years of people following this one doctrine that you know you can believe in some of it but you don't have to believe in all of it yeah
0: and And what the hell
1: are they saying you know (laughs) because if you find it boring it's because you're not listening yeah which i i mean i never like to listen i understand i didn't i was like i don't give a fuck i'm not listening to them but if you actually do actively listen you know you could come out of it making it a positive experience rather than a negative one
0: which I made it a complete and total negative one and, of course. I, th- and I think I know why because all of the other stuff that they talk about like all the uh, you know they talked about it's like From all I can remember is that they just pounded in your head like you must accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You must accept him into your heart. They didn't really talk about any of the loving your fellow man stuff. They didn't really talk about any of the accept all people stuff like the good stuff that Jesus Christ talked about. It's just no, you must believe, you have to believe. If you don't believe, you're going to go to hell. And then when they mentioned the word hell, that's when my ears perked up. And that's when I thought that's because that's what I was interested in. You know, I've been interested in hell and demons and the devil and all that shit since a young age. But since that's what I was interested in, that's what I listened to the most. But I also believed like I also completely believed in all that type of stuff. So the only thing that I heard was believe and hell. So those two things became intrinsically linked to in my mind and then by the time I got to an age where I couldn't believe in any of that anymore uh where I just thought like that's you know useless that shit that earworm had already fucking placed itself into my brain uh and it's kind of spread across ever since but now I'm starting to fight back Now I'm starting to fucking realize that all of that shit is useless and that all that fear and all that... In in fact, it leads to worse actions. Like, it leads you to end down paths of... You know, a path of fear will never end in a good place. You know, a path of guilt will never end in a good place. And those are the paths that I've been walking down for years. And even though I've ended up in good places, I guess, physically... (laughs) You know, <laughs> physically and relationship wise and things like that I've ended up in good places uh, that way but mentally, spiritually I've been in a uh, shitty place and I've landed in a shitty place but now I'm starting to climb out again I'm starting to crawl out I'm starting to erase a lot of that shit that, uh, that was done to me and it was put into my head at a young age uh, and I'm much happier for it Of course, I'm losing my fucking voice right now. Um,
1: I know, because currently I'm doing a podcast with Tiny Tim, (laughs) and he's got his little crutch over (laughs) there. Yeah. But, you know, we gotta go on.
0: We have to go on. We must go on. We must go on. Take a
1: sip of ginger ale.
0: Mmm, ginger ale. (laughs) Mm. So today... We figured we'd uh, amble on over to the Sex and Other Human Activities Facebook page. Yeah! Uh, It's got, you know, a few hundred members right now. People are really having a good sense of community over there, uh, talking to each other, asking each other questions. We figured, you know, we'd address, you know, some of the questions and comments that people have uh, on the page. I'm wondering, since these people gave themselves, like, put their uh, names on the Facebook page, should we just use their first names? I would say first name. Let's say first name. Yeah, let's just go with our first name. Let's, uh, our first comment is uh, from listener Jeff. All right. Here's what Jeff has to say. These are real short. He said, "Bev, basically every aspect of life scares me. I have to leave my mark on this world, but failure frightens me more than anything.
1: Now, I think this... Directly ties into exactly what we were just talking about. It is the fear that holds a lot of people back from making choices in their life because any kind of change is difficult, Mm -hmm. no matter what it is that you're trying to do. But I feel that, like, the need to leave a mark in this world is highly. I don't want, I want to say overrated because it's not overrated. What it is is that I think that it's this big idea inside of your head that you're like, I have to be something. I have to have everyone know who I am. I need to really get out there, which is a great way to drive you. However, no matter how you live your life, you're going to leave your mark on it. Exactly. You know, if you if you have a family that you love, if you interact with people every day, anything that you do, even, you know, it doesn't matter what, where you work. It doesn't matter if you are carrying with you hopefully as often as you can, a positive message, an open mind, that is leaving your mark on the society. And it's hard because like, when you think of all of the things that could change and if I just d- decide to do this and what if it goes wrong? Yeah, what if it goes wrong if you don't change? You know, it, any, exactly what Marcus was saying when it comes to chaos theory, you know, it, it, it affects you whether you're stagnant or whether you're moving. Yes, And you may as well be moving.
0: Might as well be. And what you said about, you know, people must know who I am. I think that's something that uh, our society uh, places on us. That in order to be important, in order to make a difference in this world, then people must know your name. They must know who you are, and that's not true. Uh, you can make your mark in the world and have five people know your name, but those five people, you are going to be extremely important to those five people. Uh, and in order to make your mark on this world, it's you know it's that whole thing: think globally, act locally. Like what I, I truly believe that if every person in this world just decided that they were going to be nice and helpful and kind to each other in their day-to-day life, in just their own small world. It's like you make your own small world the best world that it can possibly be. Uh, and if we all did that, then the entire world would be a better place. If we all just made our own little tiny corner of the world, if we all left our mark on our own tiny little corner of the world, then everything would be better. You will have made your mark. And as far as failure frightening you, Ask yourself, why does it frighten you? And is that fear bigger than your desire to change? Is it bigger than what you're doing right now? Uh, And what you're doing right now is that if failure frightens you more than anything, you're probably not doing too much.
1: And also, think of it as not going after what you want to go after or not making any change. That is the real failure. Yeah, If you try something and it doesn't work out, that's okay, you choose again. There's always another door to open, there's always a different way to go. And if something doesn't work out, you don't like something, you realize you've made a big mistake, You can choose again. Yeah. As hard as it is, I know sometimes it's financially, you know, you're unable to do it or or you're just stuck in this, in a hard place, that there is always a way out. It may not be instant, Mm -hmm. but no matter what, even if things go downhill, it will come back uphill again.
0: You just have to change. Think about it this way, is that we all get stuck in holes sometimes, and some of us are given a pickaxe and a rope And All kinds of other climbing equipment to get out of that hole again. Some of us get toothpicks Some of us get nothing but our own two hands and the people who get toothpicks the people who only get their own two hands It's gonna be a lot harder for them Uh, And it's gonna take a lot longer for them, but it is still possible Uh, Think about it like battle royale you ever seen Battle Royale? God,
1: it's so good. Oh,
0: I love that movie. What Battle, some, oh yeah. what Battle Royale is, is that it's a Japanese movie where they take a bunch of, uh, high yeah, a uh, of high school freshmen. Yeah,
1: it's a class of high school freshmen. Yeah,
0: it's a class of high school freshmen. They take them to uh, an island, and uh, the only the, and essentially the last one to survive uh, leaves the island. It's Everyone Hunger Games before die. Hunger Games. Yes, it's Hunger Games before Hunger Games, uh, but it... When, When they send each specific teenager out there into the world or out there into the island, all of them get weapons. Some of them get machine guns. Some of them get revolvers. Some of them get crossbows. But one dude gets a fork.
1: Doesn't one dude get like a a pot lid?
0: Yeah, one guy gets a pot lid. And those people are going to have a harder time surviving than the people who are given a machine gun at the very beginning or the crossbow or anything like that.
1: However, if you're dumb and you have a machine gun, doesn't mean that someone with a fork can't overtake you and take the machine gun from you. That's what you also have to remember is that sometimes the people that have all the tools don't use the tools properly. Yeah. And that, that, that you look at them and you can learn from them to get out of the hole that you're in.
0: Think about it. Just use your brain and fucking think about it. Write it out. Write out a plan. Write out a map. Maps are really important to me lately. Like, write not maps to things, write not webs, connections, uh, and how those things can uh, sprout, you know, how those things can connect to each other. Uh, and just try to figure out what the. Okay, think of it this way it's like, write out your goal, write out where you are and where you wanna be. Uh, And write out and try to figure out each step to try to get there Uh, And then in between those steps There's gonna be a hell of a lot of smaller steps and smaller steps within those So write out all the steps and then look at the next step the first step Think about all the tiny little steps even if it means get out of bed today Even if it means, you know, write out, you know, my resume, write out my cover letter, something like that. There are a ton of tiny little steps in between. But if you take those tiny little steps, the whole, uh, what is it? The journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step, that type of thing. Plan it out, map it out, and try to get there. But you have to try. Nothing's going to be... Every day in this world, it is getting rarer and rarer that someone is just going to hand something to you. Luck is getting more and more scarce in this world, especially in America. Uh, So you're going to have to make your own luck, um, but you can't be afraid um, to fail. Like you just can't uh, because fear fear is paralyzing. And one day you might look around and realize that you've lived your entire life in fear. uh, And by then it'll be too late. Huzzah. <laughs> <laughs> Huzzah and good day.
1: Ah oh, yes,
0: <laughs> Rump, rum, 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 bum, bum.
1: Oh, drummer boy, he's coming.
0: <laughs> Rumpa, pump, pump.
1: Oh
0: God, isn't that fucking? Oh, that's yeah, so... I don't,
1: I don't really like drummer boy. I don't think I don't. It's not really. I'm not a big fan of the drummer boy.
0: I'm not a big fan of the drummer boy either.
1: Yeah, he was he was upset. He didn't want to. <laughs> I feel like he didn't really want to be hitting that drum. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I know what you mean. Rump a pum pum,
1: yeah, man. Forced to rump a pum pum <laughs> through his entire life. <laughs> oh, That's what he's fucking forced to do.
0: Forced to rump a pum pum. Oh, okay. So, uh, our next one is uh from uh Callum, who is actually a very huge fan, gigantic fan from over there in the UK. Listens to all of our live stream stuff and all that.
1: Hell yeah. Uh, thanks, Callum. Yeah,
0: thank you. He says. Anyone else here have problems with starting their relationship because of their mental health?"
1: Oh, doozy! Oh boy, course. that's a big one. Of course. Of, <laughs> of course. course.
0: Anybody who has any sort of a mental health issue, specifically ongoing diagnosed ones, um, it's something that uh, worries you at the beginning of every relationship. Like It always worries you. It's like, okay, how is this person going to react when I tell them? Not if I tell them, but when I tell them. If you really want to start something with someone, you've got to tell them. But you've also got to ask yourself, when am I going to tell them? At what point is it safe for me to tell this person? And that's the number one thing that you need. You need to feel that it is safe for you to tell that other person. Um, If you think that it's not safe, if you think that they won't be into it, then you might want to think about dating somebody else. However, there have been times in my life where I thought that there is no way that this person is going to accept my, uh, my mental health issues. There's no way that they're going to accept it. There's no way that they're going to be cool with it, and as soon as I tell them, they're going to fucking bolt and run. And the opposite happened. When I told them, they were like, "Cool, all right, thanks for telling me. You got it under control. Great, you know, fucking cool. Like that. That's that's amazing. And I think that's also an important thing is that a lot of times if your mental health is completely out of control, if your uh, if what you're doing or what you have is out of control." Probably not the best time to start a relationship.
1: Yes, you should be in a stable place. If you start a relationship, you have to be stable with yourself before you can be with anyone else. Yeah. Even if it's just casually dating, you know, it's just not a good time. You should really wait until you are good with you and that you're able to openly communicate that with someone. Because when you're in a in a hole inside of your head, mm. it it's hard to connect with anyone. And also before you even talk openly with them, they're going to notice yeah. if you're not, if you're not in control of yourself and you know, and that's not the best you that you can be. No. And, and also in addendum to what you were saying, you know, when you are so scared to tell someone about your mental health and I have been in the place where I have talked to someone about it and they were freaked out by it. And I seriously did think about continuing on. Mm-hmm. because that is a big part of me and it's something that can't be changed it can be altered it can be worked on um it can be communicated through usually however if it's something that really freaked them out it it's hard to deal with it's hard to start a new relationship and have them be like is she gonna is she gonna explode at me mm-hmm. is she gonna throw something at me now which is at the time, I wasn't in control of myself, and I was that person. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, I was the kind of person that someone could see in my eyes that I, I wasn't all
0: oh, all right. I, I remember bad Jackie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, and and it also happened before then, before I was even really cognizant of what was really going on with me. And, you know, so you, I wasn't fully able to communicate um, the the worries I had about my mental health. And that's even harder. I mean, you, you should really, hopefully, if you're in at the point in your life when you really want to start getting into long-term relationships, that you should be solid in yourself. Even if you wait, I mean, it, it's just a lot easier in the long run. And sometimes you have someone that that doesn't really understand it but that is open to understand it. And that's a whole other ball game as well, which in our generation, there are a lot more people that are willing to discuss that. Or it's like, oh yeah, my brother has that. Oh yeah. And it's like, we are at least now all communicating so much more than we did in the past that I feel like when you're so scared to tell someone, it's like, you should wait to exactly what you're saying, being safe to tell them how you, how you actually are in your head.
0: Yeah, ma'am. And that kind of uh, goes into our, uh, our net, the next comment that we're going to talk about. Uh, this is from listener Chelsea. She says, does anybody else feel that there should be a rise on education in high schools on the subject of depression and social anxiety? I just feel that there are many people who are unaware of these matters.
1: Which, of course. Yeah, of course. A thousand percent. However... I feel that we are also dealing with our generation, which I am now seeing like with having a niece and like seeing like, you know, people that, you know, that also have kids where there needs to be a good um, balance between the two rather than also the parents that are like, my five year old needs to be in therapy. There's something wrong with my five year old that there is like a balance of. Talking about it and and working through things and not just assuming that like oh my teenager slammed the door in my face they have an anxiety disorder <laughs> you know and, yeah. and but part of that is teaching it in schools and at a high school level starting to become aware of your own tendencies but also how do you talk to high schoolers about this not all high schoolers a lot mm-hmm. of high schoolers are like there's a good amount of high schoolers that are very self-aware. But also, there's a good amount that don't give a fuck. Yeah. You know? And, and that is the, the hardship that teachers have to overcome. However, especially in the United States, their hands are fucking tied. Yeah. They're not allowed to talk about any of this stuff. And
0: in some cases, they're not even allowed to touch students. It's just... Like, and- not even allowed. Like, there's they're, you know, some student, you know, you, you're not even... Like, say, a kid's going through a hard fucking time and you want to hug them, you can't. Yeah. Like, you just got to sit there and kind of stare at them. Uh, And just think like, yep, well, can't do anything about that or hug them
1: and risk being seen and risk losing your job over it and
0: never having a job, never (laughs) having a teaching job ever again.
1: It's just I feel like this is something that needs to start at the top that needs to start changing. Yeah. And, And this is something that I think that can happen with this generation. I think that we can start like now that like our generation is starting to have children that it can be something that it's like I would like these things to be talked about even if it's uh, you know an assembly where you have separate sections go off to talk about certain things because like we even in like sex ed class you never I never heard about mental illness once no I only heard about it in my own home because I knew I was dealing with it something my mother has dealt with that's how I knew about things me
0: too. Just a my yeah just in the family in my own home they never hear about it in school all i ever heard was don't have sex and and don't you know it was absence only. Exactly. It was absence only education. There was once this really weird middle aged woman dressed up like a cowboy that came and talked to us once about sex and syphilis and uh, and marijuana, huh. uh, and she was terrifying but <laughs> also fucking hilarious. But also hilarious. We couldn't we couldn't stop laughing at her and making fun of her for that. <laughs> uh, and they'd also bring in the local like Christian. Uh, theater troupe oh, like God. there was about
1: a, abstinence about
0: abstinence and saying no and all that type of shit i mean
1: it is good it's good to learn the saying no thing i mean that all of that of course and making it your own Well choice. saying no to drugs oh yeah saying no way. to, yeah, drug. saying oh, I no I to drugs sex.
0: yeah um, but still saying no to sex at all times constantly
1: however if you're able to have those kind of people come in why can't twice a semester you have someone that is a uh is a And is an expert in mental health advice or illness. Realistic to come in and talk about things and to field questions and say, if anyone wants to meet with me after school, you're welcome to come in and meet with me rather than like having someone from outside of the school that doesn't have their hands tied.
0: You know, and uh, this, uh, and Chelsea, she also posted another comment that's a really good point. She said that they do so much on bullying but they don't do anything on mental health.
1: Which bullying and, is is hand in hand with mental health. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: it goes right hand in hand with. Believe
1: it. me, I understand. It's like why do you think I was bullying? Yeah. You know, it was my anxiety, it was my self-hatred, it, it was everything. It was all of my anger issues that were coming out and I decided to not put it against myself anymore that I had been doing for years and years, but I put it against other people.
0: Yeah. And the depressed kids get bullied all the time, Oh you know, yeah. which just makes it Everyone gets bullied. Everyone gets bullied. Like At one point or another. In some way. Yes. The bully that's bullying you at school probably gets bullied by his parents at home. Yes. You know, like that's everybody. It's a vicious fuck. It's a, well, I would say it's more of a domino effect type thing. It is. Where it just goes right on down the line. And I will admit to being a bully myself at at certain points in my life uh, because I finally found, (laughs) I found somebody who was lower on the totem pole than I was. Because for the longest time I was the, you know, the bottom like shit rolled downhill and I was swimming in the shit But then I found someone who was a little lower than I was and I took it out on him The bullying that was done to me, I transferred it over to him so I wouldn't feel so powerless Uh, And that shit happens again and again and again Uh, It just happens constantly. Uh, And it creates mental health, you know, mental health issues. And it creates all kinds of awful shit. uh, And it's, you know, it's one of the chicken and the egg things. But, yeah, I think people do need to focus on mental health a little bit more in those types of things. But on the other hand, you know, how many fucking school assemblies did you listen to when you were in high school?
1: I feel like, unfortunately, until you can really like i said work through the the education system Mm -hmm. with high school where it needs to start is at least college yeah at least your freshman year of college there should be a mandatory mental health class that you go to and listen to but again how many mandatory classes did you have that you actually showed up for or you actually listened to and that's what's so scary is like is trying to communicate this is very important for the rest of your life yeah you know but a lot of people just won't listen yeah until you're actually dealing with it
0: exactly either in yourself or Or with with other somebody in your life yeah Uh, and then you think god damn i wish i would have paid attention but that's the problem with getting older is that in hindsight you know how many times i've said in my life god damn i wish i would have paid attention to that so many it so seems many. like every Seems like every year i'm just saying it more and more it's like fuck i wish i would have paid attention to that i wish i would have listened i wish i would have said something uh, or I, yeah i mean there's so but many but again
1: times. you can't change the past no, you that's can't. also a guilt that you carry with you that you don't need to no you know that that is part of growing up that is, every year you realize hey I should have listened to that but also I'm listening now Mm
0: -hmm. and that's what matters and all that
1: matters is that we're growing and every year we are are learning more and What matters is that if this is something that can't happen in school, this is something that we're going to teach our children, that this is something that we need to remember that we have to pass on. No matter, like if you start early or anything, open communication and being able to talk about how you actually feel about things, which is a hard thing to do You know, with your, like either if you are a child talking to your parent or a parent talking to a child, but there's also siblings, there's cousins, there's friends. As long as we're communicating, and I think that that's what needs to be taught. That there should be at least a class of like, communicate how you really feel to someone.
0: Yeah, to somebody.
1: It doesn't have to be me. It has to be someone.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that'll do us for today. If you've got any questions or comments, uh, send us an email at capecomedyradio@gmail.com, Go over and join the Facebook page. Uh, and we'll see you guys in 2015.
1: Good luck with Christmas, everyone. Yeah. Or Hanukkah or whatever the hell you're fucking celebrating. It is a hard month for a lot of us, and we're going to get through it.
0: Yeah, whatever your bullshit is,
1: fucking good. I hope you have a smile on your face for (laughs) reals this year.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Goodbye.
1: Love you guys.